First of all, verse 1. You will see the historical background. As we look at the history of Israel, um, regardless of North Israel and South Judah, BC um, 727, that's where we are considering very important. Um, in North Israel is Jeroboam II. In South Judah, that's the time of King Uzziah. And that's the time when there was a time when they were at their prime after the days of David and Solomon. Because God is moving all the global um, economics and all these situations and relationships of the nations. God is making Assyria as a new upcoming um, great nation. And and according to the uh, the um, rising of the power of Assyria, nowadays it's Aram. Uh, nowadays it's Syria, which is Aram back then. Aram became weaker. Then, then because it's Israel, they should have believed in God's will and God's plan. They should have humbled themselves more and believed in Him. But, but they had material abundance, so they lost this purity of religion of Yahweh. And there began their corruption. So, so men of God is the same. It's the same to the men of God. No matter what you are given, you should not be corrupted. That's the spirituality you should aim for. And this must uh, come after the event of Damascus. If not, if you are given the money, then you will be corrupted by the money. And if you are not given the money, then you will blame God for not giving you the money. So if you do not meet and experience the event of Damascus, it is impossible for you to live only by God. So you must live God in His glory. So here began the corruption of Israel in the abundance of material. But Israel's holiness is the standards of God's um, government governance on this earth. So as God is watching the corruption of Israel, God is changing this whole relationship of the nations on the earth. Now, now Assyria is turning their face to. Uh, Palestine. During that time, uh, it's a time of the king um, Tiglat uh, Philistine the third in in um, Assyria. So the nation of Aram uh, must become oppressed. So Aram and North Israel, which used to be um, enemies, they made an ally between one another against Assyria. So they, they proposed South Judah to make ally with them too in order to uh, confront Assyria, which was the day of King Ahaz. But Ahaz refused that. Not only he refused, 
but also uh, King Ahaz asked for the aid from Assyria. So Assyria began marching on to the land of Palestine. And Assyria killed the king of Aram and it began destroying the North Israel. And after that king, um, there came another king named Salmanasser in 727, which destroyed the North Israel completely. Of course, South Israel, uh, South Judah became their colony too. And finally, um, Hezekiah became a new king in South Judah, and they began uh, retrieving their identity again. They uh, declared their independence uh, from Assyria, but many, many cities were ca uh, captive, captured and still God saved them under those difficult situations and conditions. And we, we heard the story through the uh, book of Isaiah, right? So, so in the days of Micah, in the days of Micah, um, that, that was the historical background when he was um, prophesying. So around about 735 BC, he began um, prophesying. So, so, so Micah all um, experienced all the days of Israel's prime and its corruption and its um, demise, its fall. So if you look at the world history, I don't know what you are looking, um, looking for. If you look at world history, you, will, you have to see clearly that God is moving this world. So, so North Israel and South Judah, <clears throat> even though they were in, at, at their primes during that time, but after 30 years, their, their nations were completely destroyed. But if you look at the historical um, flows, it is impossible to be like that. Look at Babylon. They met their prime in king, under the king Nabos. But, but that's when they uh, fall. That's when they fall. Though the flowers will wither, uh, but, but the word of God will stand forever. So his word is the only thing that will stand forever. So if you rely on Babylon, that will be void. If you do not meet God and if you try to rely on the world, I will guarantee you that at the end of your life, you will only meet the void, voidness. How much, no matter how much money you earn, no matter how much you study, if you fail to meet God, then the uh, end of your life will, meaning, will be meaningless. According to Habakkuk, you are... So according to Habakkuk, it's like investing to the um, company that will disappear tomorrow. I met the Lord 33 years ago. And from that moment, I had all my heart um, that is desiring the world, which disappeared in a single moment. From that moment, I never wanted to uh, invest a single moment of my life to the world. Because I'm living in this world, I'm, I'm just living. I have no intention to accomplish anything on this earth. 
So if you have met the Lord, then you are living a life like that. I'm not speaking like this because I'm a pastor, and you guys understand this, right? I used to be a lay member of the church for about four or five years, and even even back then, I was even more, um, um, you know, uh, strict on myself. I used to um, move from here to there, from town to town in order to go to the workplace, but I woke up three hours earlier from my work to pray. Because I saw God's glory, I could not see any other things. So do not waste your energy on this meaningless world. That's how foolish is that? If you look at this history, you must be humble. And you should realize, oh, it is meaningless to invest my energy on this earth. And we are talking about this authority. What is authority? Authority is given to the life, um, which to, to the people who don't care about that. Whether you have money or not, that cannot change your life. So then you will have the authority of material. So no matter what kind of things people say to you, you won't be shaken. Then you will have the authority of men. Look at Joel Ministry in Yeolbang Church. Look at this small church. This small church can go wherever on this earth to whatever language to their speaking. We can go there to minister them. Why? Because I can speak all different languages? No. No. I have all these translators who speak like my tongue. Why? Because I have the authority of men so that no matter what I do, God will pour me limitlessly about this authority. And yesterday, even yesterday, uh, Dr. Yoon Jong Kim, he translated such tremendously, right? If I made <laughs> David translate that, he couldn't speak Korean well, but, but Pastor Yoon Jong Kim, he's a doctor. But I, I don't know how, why God blessed me so much. Why? Because this is the authority of men. It's because I am not being shaken by men. That's the authority of men. So that's the authority. So men of God, children of God, children of God should have only one lifestyle, which is, which is to rule and reign. World, the world can, cannot control me. This is the only one lifestyle, to rule and reign. So we trample them. So that's the original lifestyle that the people who met the D Damascus should live like. Ask my wife how I lived when I was a late member. I used to live like that. I began living like that. I asked the Lord and God gave me. Then I lived with that. Never was the world able to move me. I was the one who was in, in on the rule. That's the image of the people who are living by the glory of God. You need to believe that. That's the word of God. So, so that's the um, background, this historical background. So while you have been deceived by the spirit of religion, all the churches that you have passed by, they, they corrupted the image of salvation. I'm talking about the, the time that you, you spent before Zoya ministry. 
So, <clears throat> so they say um, they call such a weird thing as salvation. No, but if you have become a children of God, child of God, the Bible is saying that is the only lifestyle that children of God should have, and you are not being able to believe in that because you haven't seen the glory yet. And even there are, there are people who came to Zoe ministry and yet not being able to believe in that. Why? Because they are so intimate with the world. They think that the world is everything. Spirit of the world, spirit of um, greed. That's the reason why they cannot meet the Lord. So through this conference, you should all fall down before the Lord. And then you will be filled with this power and authority to rule and reign over this world. Amen. So this book, Micah, is written by uh, Micah, obviously. Uh, Jeremiah 27, uh, 18 and 19 says, Micah was a famous, uh, popular um, message. Uh, he was a deliverer, gospel deliverer, that even Jeremiah was quoting his, his message. The name Micah, the name Micah was, was named after this um, prophet Micah who fought against these false pro 150 false prophets in the days of King Ahaz. Micah was born in the family of God. So 150 years ago, there was a, a famous um, prophet named Micah. So his father intended his son to, he wanted his son to become a great prophet like him. So, so, so Micah is usually called as little Isaiah to the scholars, by the scholars. Because the book of Micah is like a summarization of Isaiah chapter 66. And King Ahaz, when he was repenting about this prophecy of Isaiah, Isaiah, he was able to save the Israel. And, and Isaiah, Isaiah also did, but Micah also prophesied about Messiah who will come 200 years and 600 years later. Who is this Messiah? Uh, who is this Messiah? He is the one who will establish the, the world, uh, the nation of the remnants. And so as Isaiah is saying, who is Jesus? Who is Messiah? He's the one who will come within the flow of the remnants. He's not the one who will come for everybody. Of course, he will come to save everyone. But according to Isaiah and Micah's prophecy, Messiah is the one who will come within the flow of the remnant, and he's the one who will come to raise the remnants. Uh, if you look at the doctrine of um, salvation, he came for the people who, who will gladly devote all his life uh, for, for the Lord. And, and in the Bible, people, those people are not called as special people, but they are the normal ones who met the Lord correctly. But because you have not met the Lord correctly or you have not met the Lord at all, that's the reason why you are not being able to live like that. Or you are corrupted in the spirit of religion. 
So who are the remnants? So they are not the ones that God intended to to left behind, but we are calling the people who are um, dedicating their life, who are devoting their life to the Lord, we are calling them remnants. And, and in fact, the fact that they, have, they are small in number, that's why we are calling them remnants. Even, even Jesus is in the flow of the remnants, and through him, the remnants will, will be risen. He did not come for the people who are going to the church. He did not come for the people who are rejecting him. Only only through him, he came to raise the ones who are living by him. I will share all this through this text. So, Book of Micah has a simple structure. Chapter 1 and 2, chapter 1 and 2 talks about the overall general destruction and um, restoration of Israel. Uh, Israel. And from chapter 3 and 5, appears the story of Isaiah, and, and later on comes the story of salvation and restoration. Simple, right? So do you think that we can finish my book of Micah through this conference? It depends on how fast the translator can speak. Anyways, let's move on. Verse 2 to 9, let's look at those, those verses. This is a message of judgment to South and North Israel. In last January conference, we, we spoke the message, do not be mixed, do not mix with the world through message of Hosea, right? We all received such a great grace through, through the conference. And in, in Yolbang Church, there are people who were flipped upside down. We had this one series, series of month of, uh, wood, um, what's it called, uh, the not witnessing um, uh, testimonies. But anyways, so according to the procedure, I was thinking about speaking, um, delivering the message of Amos. But message of Amos is a little difficult because it is keep talking about the message of judgment. And then at the very end, he speaks a little bit about the restoration. What's the reason? Because Amos, who was uh, from South Judah, he went to North Israel to, to prophesy. He had to quickly um, deliver the message of judgment, and he had to run away from, from the other country. And after he reaches the border of South Judah to return to his home homeland, he says, oh, well, God will restore you anyways, <laughs> and he, he, he will run away. But, but I pray to the Lord, Lord, in this amazing season of Damascus, which book should I preach about? So last time um, we heard the message of Hosea, and through this this message of do not be mixed, we had a great army. God told me to raise a, a, a troop, so I chose the book of Micah. And book of Micah I have preached many times, right? And I'm pretty sure that you guys would not remember what I have preached back then. And I will not preach the same same message from back then. <coughs> so let's continue. What time is it now? Um, ten sixteen. So according to the Holy Spirit, I will I will preach. Are you guys expecting this conference? 
What matters is our yearning and our desire. Within yourself, you should draw God more and more. Then, then, then God will break through. God will penetrate through the boundaries that you have made in your heart. So what matters is the power that you are drawing the Lord. You should yearn. You should desire. Of course, most of you here have not yet met this event of Damascus. So you all need to meet this event of Damascus. You need to see how much of darkness will be revealed when you break your own boundaries. Of course, there are many older generations who are like that, but, but they... But the evils, wickedness of the older generation is about um, about their salvation. They have not yet met the salvation. That's the reason why they are so wicked like that. We have this one brother in our church who just met the uh, event of Damascus few few just a year ago or something like that. He he nearly killed me. He had an intention to kill me, but because he met event of Damascus, he was turned to a completely different man. But that's the normal image of a person who meets the Lord. But to you guys, these kind of things are not happening. You guys are not being revolutionized. You are not experiencing these events. You are saying that I will gladly offer all my life to the Lord. And you, you guys don't understand much what it is to let God to move your whole life. So it is easy for you to get hooked by the devils, the enemies. Easily you will get influenced by the greed. Easily you will get influenced by the immorality, the world. Why? Because you are strong yet in your selfishness. This is something that I have already spoken when I preached the uh, book of Romans, chapter 6. Which means that you have not yet the, the right uh, event of salvation. So the... So I'm saying the spiritual atmosphere or the condition that you are having is different from the ones that the older generation is having. So that's the reason why you are not being able to take care of your own hurts. This is such a basic. This is such a fundamentals. Why? Because you are having your own world, so you are not experiencing the change of your character. So you are always being depressed. You are always being bad-tempered. You are always feeling oppressed. You are always feeling despair. But you should experience the change of your character, but you are not being able to do so. Why? Because you are having your own world. But if you meet the Lord, if you meet God, so look, the faith is what matters the most. Through faith, by faith, you receive the righteousness, and you will be begin creating and building this character of the righteous. But surely you should be able to experience this change of characters. But but still, you are not changing at all. You are still so worldly. You are still comparing yourself to one another. You are still um, so worldly. Why? Because you have your own world. Then, the one who is having this own world, is it possible to say that he is already, he has received the salvation? 
according to what I'm saying, um, we are not sure. After you die, you will figure out why. Because in the Bible, Bible is not saying uh, that that kind of person is being saved or not. Why? Salvation is kingdom of God being present. But is it possible to say the kingdom of God is present to that kind of person? Why? Because that kind of person has his own world. We can say many different stories about that. According to the, the message of, of, of the, the seed, can you call those road or the thorn or the fields that are not that good? Do you, can you say that those people are being saved? Well, you can say, well, I attended the church. Well, I dedicated myself a little bit. I mean, but, but you... But you will, you will see later. Why? Because you don't have the promise of the Bible yet. Only the good soil will receive the salvation, who will bear fruit, will go into the kingdom of God. Only the spirit who allowed God to rule over their spirit is the image of the person who has received salvation in the Bible. So this is such a fearful thing that is going on in the process that is happening within you. Am I living by the kingdom of God? Am I living by my own country, own nation? If I'm living by my own nation, it means that the enemies is moving you. But if I'm living by kingdom of God, God is moving you. Then who am I? You need to question yourself. Who am I then? It does not mean that you are being saved because you are going to church. Of course you are not attending the church, then it is, it is 100% that you are not receiving salvation. But, but according to Habakkuk, even in Israel, there are lots of um, people who are evil. So what's the definition of the wicked? The ones who are living by themselves. So, so you are living by your own selfishness. You are living by your own world. So it means that you are a wicked. Then can a wicked be saved? So you will figure that out after you die. If there's mercy of God and when you reach the heaven and somehow you reach there, then you, oh, how fortunate. But later, if you figure out you are in a dark place, then, oh, how unfortunate. So you will see it later. But, but if you are unsure of your salvation, it does not mean that you, you are in the status of salvation according to the Bible. So if you ask one another, if you ask one another, um, can, you, can you go to heaven if you die tonight? Then in your will, you might say, oh, of course I can go. But in your heart, you have little conscience in you saying, um, well, I'm a little bit unsure. And I'm asking you, if there's any of you who are so sure that you will go to the kingdom of God even if you die tonight. Be bold, be bold. Why are you being so, so like that? <laughs> Don't be shy, be bold. Oh my days. <laughs> so this is the core message. This is, um, event of Damascus is not so present in you. If you have the Damascus event, whenever, without a doubt, can be able to say, I will see the glory if I die tonight. 
Why? Because the Holy Spirit is becoming your evidence. In Romans 16, um, uh, Romans 6, uh, anyways, Holy Spirit is being an evidence in you saying that you are a child of God. You are an heir of God. I'm a son of God. I'm a new creation. This must be clear through the Holy Spirit within you. If not, it means that you have not yet confirmed the event of salvation. So this is how important this conference is. So if you look at who you are, it's it's um, it's um, it's desperate. It's, but what's, what matters is God's will. God wants to meet you. God wants to penetrate into your world, and He wants to meet you. So only thing that I can do is to yearn and desire His, His visiting. And if you draw Him more and more, the boundaries that you have made or around you will be broken. And God will come to you and say, I am here before you then you will be able to repent all night, all night. I'm not just speaking about my own experience. Many people in the Bible have experienced this, and all throughout the history of the Christianity, the people who have met the salvation cried all their night repenting. Even myself, I repented for a year. For a year, my, my tears were never dried. I was revolutionized. Amen? So how evil is this generation? I mean, you cannot even imagine how seriously fast is this evil is in the world. Of course, the spirit, uh, speed of holiness is also pacing up. So you guys all need to receive the righteousness by faith and you should be able to show the fruit of life, character, and the spirit. That's the confirmation of salvation. That should begin in you now. So, so nearly all problems of your spiritual life lies upon your salvation. You need to check, examine your salvation. Well, I'm a pastor. Well, to the pastor, it's the same. If the pastor who have received the salvation in the right way, if he's pastoring, then there will be nearly no problem in your pastoring ministry. Why? Because, the, because God is ministering through you. Church is not about you. Church is about him. I'm doing only the things that God is commanding me to do. So all my issues and problems, of the, all the issues of the child of God is about salvation. So through, through Micah, through Micah, you should not worry about how should I meet this event of Damascus. Through time to time, God will bring miraculous signs and wonders to you. And there are some of you, there are many of you who are going to work tomorrow, right? And I believe there will be many of you who will receive lots of grace and say, oh, I will not go to work from tomorrow. I will quit my job. I will live only by God. Who will, who will take care of you? God will. Then it does not matter. I will not go to Honduras. <laughs> Let's continue. 
So from verse 2 to 4, in order to uh, judge the Israelites, God is coming. Verse 2, hear you peoples, all of you. Sometimes God comes as a, as a judge. He comes as a lawyer. He comes as an accuser. He comes in many images. So in verse 2, he comes as a judge. In order to um, um, judge the Israelites, he's speaking. So around 727 was the prime of North Israel. And King Uzziah was king for about 60 years. So around 735, uh, North Israel still was a great nation back then when Micah began prophesying. So, so prophesying about the damnation of the, uh, the destruction of Israel in, in their prime time is, is a very tremendous thing. Look at, look at USA right now. Of course, USA is um, USA is experiencing such a hard time. If someone um, comes and prophesying that USA will fall down, then it's not a surprising thing that much. But but let's say let's say if you have prophesied that USA will will be destroyed in 1990s, I mean it seems impossible. It is nearly impossible in anybody's eyes. It's it's nearly same same here. Israel is at its prime. Micah is prophesying that they will be destroyed. How, how surprising is this? Before I went to Costa Rica conference a few, few months ago, I prophesied that the banks, will, banks of the United States will be bankrupt. And after I landed on Costa Rica, they began bankrupting. We are living in days of uncertainty. In order to um, fix the issue of inflation, you need to raise the, uh, the interest rate. So it is difficult for the banks to uh, act whether they should raise the interest, whether they should give the money to the people. So you can summarize the situation of USA and the world as one word. We can call it as a barber shop. Yes, why? Because in in barber shop, <laughs> the barber will say, "Should I raise this hair or, or?" <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so the barber would, would would in debate whether I should uh, raise his hair, whether I should uh, lower down the volume. So it's like that. So the world is in chaos right now. And I've been to Italy a few months ago. And I have not directly went to Japan, but, but we, we had some people in our church who went to Japan. We've seen USA. But all the world, they are entering into uncertainty. So they, they are unsure of what to do. Why? Because everything is unsure. Maybe you, you, you guys are not seeing this, but 
but I am so happy about this. Why? Because we are entering into the time that you cannot live without faith. I am keep saying this to our church. We are now living in a generation that you cannot live without faith. If you have small amount of money, you cannot, even though you have money, you cannot rely on that money. It's a matter of time that that money that you are holding on will turn into feces, into nothing. So I am very rejoicing about this, this generation. Why? Because... Because the generation came that you cannot live without faith. So back, back then, um, even though you have faith, it was not a, such a great distinction. But now, now is a time that you cannot live without faith. So not, more than 90% of my energy um, is spent upon the sustaining and maintaining the Sabbath stage of faith. And keep receiving the love of God to me. So no matter what the world is changing, how they are changing, I'm not so taking much care of them. And the world will be ruled over by the words that is being spoken through me, through God. So there's nothing that I should be afraid of. This is the world we are living right now. The world, the generation that we cannot live without faith. Amen? So listen carefully. Listen carefully. So where are we? Um, God is appearing as a judge. So he said, listen, earth and all who live in it. In order to um, judge the people, God is telling them to listen. And who are Israel? Shema Israel. Israel is the ones who are listening and hearing the word of God. So because they are not listening to God's word, they should listen to the judgment of God. So it's not that they are Israel because they hear the word of God, but because they are Israel, they need to hear the word of God. This is a different thing. So Israel, if you are Israel, fundamentally, Israel should be listening to God. Why? Why? God's word is the only standard of life for them. His word is the only way of rule and reign of this world. And his word is the only key to determine the fate of this creation and universe. So that's the reason why we are calling that as truth. So if you do not listen to the word of God, Israel cannot live. Aside of the people in the world, Israel must acknowledge and admit the word of God. And they should respect it. They should ad admit that his word is the only way to rule the world. In, in Deuteronomy chapter 4 appears, O Israel, what other nation is great as you? Because they had the justice and righteousness of God. What does that mean? It means that the word of God is the only standard, is the only righteousness of the world. Because they have this word of righteousness, Israel is a great nation. I mean, Israel is such a small nation, just as big as this one province of South Korea. But God is calling that nation as a great nation. Why? Because when God's word is moving, that um, when they are moving, God's word is also moving. Well, well <laughs> there are, I guess there are many of you who are still struggling and who are worrying about your own salvation. But don't worry. 
<laughs> so it is so easy for you to fall into heretics. I only said just few sentences about salvation. You keep worrying about this salvation. <laughs> I'm interpreting your heart. <laughs> it is so easy to pastor you guys. <laughs> So, you know, let's put salvation aside and listen to me. I mean, you are in the status that you will, you will see it later when you go to, go, go to his kingdom. So just listen to the word carefully. On their head, everyone's thinking, oh, salvation, salvation. I mean, have you, have you not listened to the, the message of salvation yet? How did you live with God if you have not confirmed that until now? I mean, I'm even surprised by, by you. You guys are even more brave than, than I am. I mean, have you not listened to the word of God, meeting, meeting with him every day, saying that you are being saved? Because you are not meeting with the Lord every day, you, you don't have that boldness. If you have met the Lord and if He said that you are not saved, then you will have a heart attack. But because you, are, you have not met the Lord and you are being so brave to live in the world, you guys are such a tremendous people. <laughs> you guys are stone-headed. <laughs> Repent, repent. <laughs> I mean, just just imagine if if you are meeting with the Lord every day. If He comes to you and say you are not saved, then would you would you just let your let your life be like that? No. But because you you fail to meet the Lord every day, you are allowing living your life like that. Anyways, let's continue. So look, Israel must hear the word of God. Look at you. Are you listening to the word of God? Are you hearing the word of God? Should I ask it like it? Should I put it like this? Are you hearing him? If you are Israel, you should hear him. If you are a child of God, you should listen to him. This is the only lifestyle of Israel. So look, Israel, if they hear the word of God in whatever condition they can live, whether they are poor, whether they are in captives, whether they are in what kind of condition, if they are hearing the word of God, no matter what kind of status they are living in, it does not matter. Why? Because they are not living by what they are having. This is the might of God's word. This is the characteristic of God's word. He is the one who created this whole universe and spiritual world. And with his word, he is still ruling this, this world. So look. Um, faith is the reality of, of what you are um, you are wanting. What you are wanting is that is that a money is it is it man or woman? But no, it's God. 
His word of God. If you receive, if you receive God through faith, then you will be one with God. Beside of that, you are desiring something else. That's the reason why your life is like that. You fail to listen to Him. You need to listen to His word even now. Um, in terms of relationship with the word, what matters to you? You say you are a, a new new creation. You are the new creation. God's word is within you. And us us foreigners don't understand about this, but Israel know how precious this meant, and they. They will say, oh, that is impossible. How is it possible for the word of God to indwell within a man? So Jeremiah didn't understand this when he was prophesying this. The, the principle that created this universe, God's word, the standard that is ruling this word, God's word, the, the God himself, word is God himself. When the writer, so when the scripter, a script is writing, writing the Bible, if, if the word Yahweh comes, he will break the pen, he will go to take a bath for two, two hours, and he will write um, Adonai instead of Yahweh. This is such a preciousness, preciousness of God's word. How can this come into our, ourselves? So this is such a great privilege that is given from by Jesus to the pagans, to the Gentiles. Because you have word of God in you, that's the reason why you can listen to God's word. If his word is not within us, we cannot listen to him. If you do not have the word of God in you, and if you are hearing God's word, then you will die. But God's word is indwelling within us, and if you fail to listen to that, why? Because you have your own world. You are um, stuffing something in, in your ear. You're living by the world. But you need to listen to the word. Right now it's the same. You need to listen to the word. Just, just I, mean, I mean, let go of the salvation. Let go of salvation for now. Let go of your salvation for now. But you need to listen to the word. Shema Israel. Because Israelites did not hear his voice, they need to listen to the message of judgment. Listen, earth and all who live in it. And the witnesses must come, and the witness here is the creation on earth. Why? Because Israelites have corrupted, and they should have been the witnesses, but because they have corrupted, the creation who was with God for all this time will become the witness of the judgment. In the New Testament, you are being called as witness. Who can uh, gladly put their life for, for God's truth? This is the original meaning of witness. Martyr. Martyr. Martyr is the original meaning of the witness. We are the ones who can die for the truth, right? Um, Mark 8.33 says, Who is the disciple? The one who can deny themselves and follow the cross. So if you become a disciple, you will become a person who will die for God and his gospel, Jesus and his gospel. 
so the moment the child of God meets him, he becomes a disciple. When he becomes a disciple, he daily he, he daily will will kill himself and and die to himself, and he will follow the cross. And what kind of life would that would that person live? Uh, he would live a life that he can gladly put his life for him and his gospel. Galbang Church does not have spirit of religion. Why are you trying to become a religious person? We don't have spirit of religion, right? I mean, where? Out of nowhere, where did this spirit of religion come from? Do I have spirit of religion? <laughs> so let's continue. So look, um, Sovereign Lord may bear witness against you. So, so the creation is becoming a witness and God himself is becoming a witness too. Why? Because Israelites have corrupted who should have been the witness. We should have been the witness, but God cannot find his child who can be the witness for him. So God himself, the sovereign Lord himself will be the witness. This is the image of a trial. God is the judge. And the witnesses are the creation. And God is also the witness. So what is he witnessing about? About their sin. But where is he, is he witnessing from? He's the Lord from his holy temple. What is this holy temple um, sp speaking about? It's God's headquarter. Hebrews 9.11 says that where is this God's temple? It belongs to a place which does not um, belong to the creation. The place that does not belong to the creation. What, what, what's, what, is it, what is that matter? Just like Leviticus 16 when Israelites having the sin offering, their judgment of sin is postponed, but, but the file of sin is keeping stored in the temple, in the sanctuary, according to Leviticus chapter 16. So, so in order to um, redeem all those sins that have been stored, which is the great sin um, offering, so in, in heavenly temple, this file of sin is keeping recorded. So God becoming a witness from his holy temple, what does that mean? It means that God has this file of sin of Israelites. This is a very correct um, evidence that no one can deny. But how thankful is the precious blood? When a regular man, if he goes to go before the throne of grace, no matter how good he lived in his life, but if he sees the old file that a file of sin he has committed until he becomes ten, he will just go to hell on his own feet. How old are you? You are thirty-five. 
let's say you are listing all the list of sins that you have committed in all your life. I mean, when when the list that you have committed, when the sin that comes when you were about 10 comes up, then you will just um, willingly go to hell with your own feet. But anyways, uh, the people who have met event of Damascus understand how amazing this precious blood is. Why why is that old old guy here? What is that old guy doing here? He came to drive? We still have three more hours until you you do the driving. Go to the intercession. So you should not be mixed. Go to the intercession. <laughs> Where's Pastor Lee? Drag him out, drag him out. <laughs> Anyways. Let's continue. So how precious and amazing is this um, power of the blood? So if you live by the Lord, you cannot live without tear, whether you should repent or whether you should be awed. This is the evidence of the people who met the Lord. So if, you, I, if your eyes are dry, it's a clear evidence that you are not meeting the Lord. That's how strong your own strength is. If you're living with the Lord, how can you not cry? I mean, you do not cry through this conference. If you cry, I mean, translation gets difficult. But, but you must cry. <laughs> On the other hand, you must cry. <laughs> but look. Only if you receive by faith that your list of sins have been removed by the blood. And I've been to um, Day of Atonement to the Israel. I have never listened to the music that is so boring in the world. But, but with that music, these Israelites um, are so overjoyed and they dance over that music. But from the very next day, they become very um, gloomy. But, but because they believe that their sin has been removed for that one day, these Jews were able to dance all night long. But what happened to our sins? Hebrews chapter 10 says in verse 16 or, or verse 14, God has completely removed all those sins for the ones who are holy through this one sacrifice. So if you truly, if you have met the Lord clearly and received this power of the blood, you must have this awe and joy of salvation. You should have this joy and amazement in your life that should not be seized. So, it's because you have not met the event of Damascus that you are living like that until now. If you have received this amazing grace, you will know that this blood is working in you. 
I have become the righteous through this blood. I believe I will be able to know and sense that the blood is um, working in you. So, so it is impossible for you not to repent. If this blood is working in you, it is impossible for you to not repent. And you cannot stand at your status that is unholy. You cannot stand at your status that you are not being filled with the Holy Spirit. You cannot stand at yourself not living by faith. This is a clear evidence of the people who have received, received the salvation. How can you live so bound like that? It's a clear evidence that you are not being saved. I mean, this, this message, salvation, is keep spinning around you, before you. It means repent deeply, yearn and desire. So in this holy temple, God comes down to judge these Israelites. Verse 3. What is he saying? Look, the Lord is coming from his dwelling place. He comes down. So here, he comes down is written in a participle, and and he his coming is in an in incomplete tense, imperfect tense. Um, this is something that we consider very important in New Testament. So God is keep he's in a status that he's keep coming to us. God's kingdom is not the place that we are going, but it's the place that is coming to us. He is keep drawing to us. This is a doctrine of God, a salvation in the um, book of Gospel of John. So in an, yeah, it's, it's an imperfectness. This is a uh, prophecy that has been fulfilled in New Testament. Why? How? How? Holy Spirit is keep coming to us as a parousia. In Colossians 3, 4, uh, he says, Paul says, Jesus' second coming is my second coming. Jesus' return is my return. Not only Jesus' um, last uh, second coming is parousia, but also he is keep coming to us with parousia. So if you have received the salvation in the right way, the Holy Spirit will keep fill you and you will be able to enjoy this, this fullness of the Spirit. But conversely, in book of John, just like what it's saying in book of John, if you reject him, you are already being judged, but it is not yet being completed. So salvation is already, judgment is already. It has not been completed yet. So what is the evidence of judgment? That you love darkness. It appears in the message of John chapter 5. John chapter 5. Let's turn to John, John chapter 5 because it is important. John chapter 5. Or, or chapter 3, actually. Chapter 3. Verse 18. Whoever believes in him is not condemned. They are already condemned, but not yet this judgment is being fulfilled. Verse 18 is saying that. 
condemned already because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. Already condemned, but this judgment is not, not completed yet. What's the evidence that I am choosing this judgment? Verse 19, this is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but people love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. So look. If I'm failing to choose the glory instead, uh, glory, it means if you are keep rejecting him, it means that you are keep choosing the judgment. So, so through Book of John, I'm keep saying that the salvation is about the tension. Are you keep trying to meet the Lord who is keep drawing to you, but or are you going to reject him? This should be clear um, decision of life in you if you have received the salvation. If you are the ones who have received the salvation in the right way, you should be able to um, be aware of this in, in every moment of your life. Are you, are, am I going to see his glory or am I going to choose the darkness? This is the core message of salvation. If you don't do this, it means that you keep choosing the darkness even at this point. This same message, if you say this in the perspective of the old self and new self, Galatians chapter 5 says, whether am I going to choose the old self or the new self? You should always have this tension. So the ones who have met the event of salvation in a right way will have the status of having this cruel battle between the old self and new self. If you fail to have this battle between the old self and the new self, it means that you have not received the salvation. You are just keep letting yourself living in the darkness. If you keep allowing yourself to be, be thrown into the darkness, then you are not meeting the salvation. This is a clear evidence of the event of Damascus. What an amazing event. Book of Micah is describing in the same way 2,000 years before the book of New Testaments were written. Let's return to book of Micah. I mean, everyone is just focused about the, the salvation. I mean, just let go of the salvation. So here appears his dwelling place. It has the same meaning as the holy temple from verse 2. But when when Bible says it's the holy temple, what is the Bible focusing about? It focuses about God's holy presence. I have talked about this in book of Ephesians. When he says his dwelling place, it describes about God's um, royal authority. So through his temple, he came out to bring judgment. And with his kingly royal authority, he came out from his dwelling place. And he, um, he treads on the heights of the earth. And here heights is the same, same word as, as high places, which means the syncretism. Jerusalem. Jerusalem is a place where um, Israelites are offering sacrifice to the Lord, but they are sacrificing in the worldly way. What's the core message of judgment of Israelites? It's about syncretism. They are worshiping the Lord, but they are worshiping in worldly ways. 
worshiping idolatry. Israelites never uh, denied the way of the worship, but God has never re uh, received, uh, accepted the sync, um, mixed, these mixed um, offerings. God said, who, who made you to bring these uh, mixed offerings? God never received the syncretism. So look, if you are deluded by the world, first of all, the corruption of the worship will happen. So when you become a holy uh, spirit, holy soul, your worship will be filled with the um, reverence to the Lord. You might say, well, our church does not have presence of the Lord. And how the church is not, not the, the primary, primal matter. When I was in one of the biggest church in the church, I've listened to three same messages in, 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 in 10 months. And they did not have a bit of um, drop of anointing. But when I entered into, into the sanctuary, God's presence covered me. So I cried all those 10 months. So worship, no matter what kind of condition the church has, Primarily, if you have met the Lord, you should be able to worship Him in reverence. Why? Because Holy Spirit indwells in you. Just like Isaiah 11, the Holy Spirit is a spirit of reverence. So you have the spirit of reverence in you. You should be able to worship Him in reverence. But because we are diluted by the world, I mean, even though we have presence in our church, we have angels all surrounding us. And we have a person who, who came to our church because he saw the angels in our church, which is Pastor Lee. Anyways, uh, Pastor Lee was evangelized by this, this one other pastor. He was listening to my, my sermon through cell phone. And his wife, who did not find that uh, that pleasing, and they were listening to the sermon, they were watching the video, but they saw all the angels standing behind me. And he said, oh, honey, honey, come and look at these angels. And his wife said, hey, Hey, don't, don't, don't do that. If you want to go to the church, then just tell me that you want to go to the church. <laughs> so he's sitting back there, and he's about to have his diploma. Anyways, uh, let's continue. So with these uh, anointing, having, don't having uh, reverence, it's clear evidence that you are not meeting the event of Damascus yet. So the first word that you should have before the worship should be the reverence. Not having the reverence, it means that you have not been saved or you are living in a evil ways. You have lost all your energy to the world. It should be clear. You should confirm this. Let's continue. God is trampling this syncretized um, worship. 
COVID is a clear um, judgment of religion. And this judgment will pace up in the next season. God will speed up this judgment of religion in a general perspective, in an individual perspective too. God is taking away the worship from, from these people. And only the holy worship God will receive. So precisely speaking, people will call that worship, but, but there will not be worships. The, only the worship that God will receive will be, will be filled with his presence and will be filled with the people who will have the reverence. This is the things that, this is two things that God asked in book of um, Revelation, Re a restoration of worship and restoration of truth. So as you, as you go draw closer to the end time, the worship of the remnants will be stronger and stronger. The presence of the glory will be more powerful. In Costa Rica, we had 900 pastors, and we experienced tremendous anointing and presence. Not because we had many people, but now God is working among the groups and meetings of the remnants. When we were in L.A., there were not that many people. And us too, we were uh, exhausted completely, but God kept pouring His glory. In Honduras, I was so tired, so exhausted. I was so tired that in between time when we were praising and worship song, doing the worship song, I slept back then on a chair. And so when somebody, when somebody uh, wakes me up, I'm like, oh, is that so? Oh, let's go, let's go. And, and I called out, those of you who are sick, come out. And I ministered them right away. Because God's presence was strong, so strong, even after I came back from my, my sleep, <laughs> I was able to, uh, to minister them. I mean, you, I, we cannot count how many these walking canes we threw away because there are so many people who, who threw away their walking cane, walking sticks, and, and walked by their feet. I'm not saying that I'm a great man. But more and more, the worship will be among the remnants. So the next season will begin. The season that Babylon will be divided. So the one who are living by the world can no longer exist in, in, in the church. I'm warning. I'm warning. If you are living, being soaked in the world, cannot become the worshiper in the church. Those kind of people should go to these churches who, who have threw themselves into this unification of the religion of the world, saying that salvation exists in any kind of religion. You should go to that kind of church. Why? If that kind of person comes to the strong presence of the remnants, I mean, that kind of person might die, or that kind of person might lose their sight. Why? The glory will be shine. This glory can be only seen to the ones who have strong faith, but because you have dark eyes, you will become blind. We have Hannah back there. Two weeks ago when I was ministering her, 
because of her spirit was revealed, she 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 became blind for a while, right? Right? You were blind for a while, and she was not being able to see see. Just like just like um, Sister Nanyong's brother-in-law, he came after the worship. He became blind. He said, "Oh, I cannot see anything. I cannot see anything." After I deliver out the devil, he became able to see. So you will be blind. Is there any of you who are being blind right now? Who became blind? Not today. <laughs> Fun? Isn't it fun? Do not stop thinking about the salvation. Let's continue. What time is it now? 11? We still have lots of time. Verse 4. Verse 4. So, God is um, accusing the Israelites. Verse 4. The mountains melt beneath him. So it is speaking about the judgment about the, the evils. And the valley split apart like wax before the fire. This is image of God's judgment uh, describing how powerless the man is before God's judgment. Like water rushing down a slope. This is the, the speed of God's judgment. So when God decides to finish, no one can stop. This is um, ruthless. Uh, my father who passed away. Back then, he had like 100 billion won back then which is worth so much right now. But, uh, but, but what is so amazing is that the moment that he wasted all that money took less than a day. If I had that money until now, I probably did not become a pastor. And when God decides to take away something from, from somebody, I mean, it's a matter of time. It's a, it's a, a blink of an eye. So even, even when I was a non-believer, I always had a fear about this world. And after I met the Lord, I realized it was all the intention of the Lord. So I met the God of fear. And then after I realized who God of love is, but God is such a fearful man. He is a, such a fearful God. So we should not... Um, we should be humble. We should always be humble before Him. We should not be pride. Are proud. I mean, don't brag anything before him. I have something. I know something. I have power. Then God will take those away. Be humble. If God decides to take those things away from you, no one can stop him. Verse 5. So the subjects of judgment comes. All these is because of Jacob's transgression. Transgression means um, rebellion. So Israelites are, are God's people. They're the ones who are on God's side. 
but they are colored by the world. They became a treasoner. They became a traitor. In Romans chapter 8, the thoughts of the flesh will become enemies from God. So to the people of God, this is how dangerous the world is. So all my life in Zoe Ministry, I've been um, emphasizing about the holiness. I said that those who have received the holiness will be divided, will be separated from the world. It's not because you have to do so, but the dignity of the holiness so look, God only, God is the only one who is holy. But through Jesus Christ, he has fulfilled the righteousness. And he said, I am holy. As I am holy, you be holy. I cannot say which comes first, but because he gave you the righteousness, he gave you the holiness, he is calling you his child. He's calling you a new creation, new covenant. He's calling you a new being. This all comes from holiness. And, and this holiness can be only put before God. But God gave this to you. So holiness, in a one word, is separation. So if you have received the, the holiness, you cannot say any other love as love. So I'm saying, the one who have experienced Damascus will have clear affirmation of the love of God. Oh, God's love is similar to my mom's love. That's a fake. This love can only be given by God. So if you have met, if you have met God correctly, you will never um, experience the deception or delusion. You will never be suffering from delusion. Why? Because you have the holiness in you. It will be so clear to distinguish what is of God and what is not of God. Power is only from God. Wisdom, authority is clear. So when the holiness comes, it is clear that you will be divided from the world. If you know God's authority and still loving the authority of money, then it's impossible. So, so this is how important that you should meet the Lord breaking your own world. All these accidents comes from not receiving God, in, in, not meeting God in the right way. Yearn and desire. Yearn and desire. In this conference, you need to be revolutionized. Amen. So this becomes a treason. Israelites, because they are corrupted, they become a, a uh, betrayer. I mean, how can you love this world that is like poison? I cannot understand. Explain that to me. How can you love the world? Make me understand. So you can say like this. I don't have the confirmation of salvation. Then I understand that. 
If you say that I don't have confirmation of salvation, then I might understand you. But you say that you say that I'm saved, I will go to the kingdom of God, then I don't understand why you're living like that. So let's continue. So because um, because of the sins of the people of Israel, sin, it means that you lost a target. Because you are deluded by the world, you become a prisoner. Because you are soaked in the world, you lost the direction to the, to the Lord. So you are keep choosing the darkness. And just as I said about the book of John, the ones who are saved cannot lose the direction to the Lord. How much you pray, how much you ministering, how much you are offering and giving to the Lord, that does not matter. Fundamentally, if you have met the Lord in the right way, should not lose the direction. But because you are choosing the darkness, you are easily being um, deceived by the, by the enemies. In 1 John, I said, the ones who hate the brother will go into the darkness. Those ones who have met the Lord in the right way, it is impossible for them to hate someone. 33 of my years with the Lord, I have never hated anyone even though I kicked them out of the church. I have never felt any emotion that is negative to the people. It's not because I have tried myself to be good, but because I have God's character in me, I cannot have this uh, emotion of hatred about someone. It is impossible. Because I have God's love, which will never react like that to the person. Of course, there are people who says that Pastor Kim hates me. It is possible for them to say like that. Then that kind of people will, will leave the church. They don't understand who I am, who the senior pastor is. Have I ever hated David? You might have thought like that. Sanjin, where's Sanjin? Where's Sanjin? You think that I hate you, right? Do I hate you? God's the witness. I have never hated a person. Why? Because God came to me, within me, as love. If I hate someone, I will immediately enter into darkness. So look. If you have issue in your direction, begins the delusion and unbelief. So the clear evidence that you have met God, it means that you have a clear direction between the light and the darkness. If I enter into darkness, then you will, it is impossible for you to stand there for a long time. It is impossible to leave the presence of the Lord. It is impossible to lose the fullness of the Holy Spirit because it's a fearful thing. You should be able to be filled with this pride of faith, but if you lose that, it is impossible. This is a clear image of the people who met the Lord. Are you saved? <laughs> so verse 5, what is Jacob's transgression? It is, is it not Samaria? So North Israel's center of the sin is Samaria. 
Samaria should be the most holy place, but it became the center of sins. Why? Because the worship turned into syncretism. So Israelites, if their uh, relationship is uh, firm with the Lord, the most important thing they should secure is the worship. The worship that God is pleased with. You should be able to lift that worship to Him. The worship that is filled with the reverence. If, if you um, succeed doing that, then you will have no problem living with God. Through this, through this worship, God will provide you everything. Hebrews 11 says, Without faith, you will not be able to please Him. You, should be able, you need to believe that God will award Him who, who looks for Him. So if you go before Him and if you worship Him, then God will provide everything through that worship. Our church is the same. Through worship, God provides you everything. So Israelites must receive um, the source of power that they, sh they can sustain their life through worship. They should receive wisdom, material, ability, growth, and change, new revelation. This should come within one worship. So what is prayer? Prayer is confirming the glory of that worship, whether it's a personal prayer, whether it's intercession. So... So if you, if you have a broken relationship with God, your worship will be broken. If your worship is broken, you will not be able to pray. When you pray with this broken relationship with God, then we call that prayer as a religious prayer. But, but of course, with a broken worship, you, should, you, can, you can have a contrite heart praying, Lord, I, I had a broken relationship this week, but, but Lord, let me, let me restore this relationship that is possible, but, but fundamentally, if you are not being provided by the worship in the right way, you cannot open the gate of heaven automatically. I know that there are some of you who are doing well, but, but there are many of you who say that, oh, prayer is so hard. And what's the evidence of the people like that? They give up on praying. We call the person a, a um, one who let go of prayer. Prayer for feeder or something. I don't know why I am preaching like this. This is not my intention. I don't know. I never expected myself to preach about this. But Holy Spirit told me powerfully, this is how serious this issue is. Your world is too strong. I have never expected myself to preach on Micah like this. But I guess this is important. Let's move on. This makes sense, right? What is Judah's high place? Is it not Jerusalem? What is Jerusalem? Jerusalem should be the most holy place, but it became a high place, which is syncretism. Surely they are having the image of sacrifice before God, but all the things that is flowing within the sacrifice is so worldly. Why? Because the people who gather there is corrupted by the world. 
So there comes the difficulty of the worship of the church. If the people who have lived their week in a holy life, then the worship would be within the glory. But because people, they lived, they soaked in the world just like these coals, dark coals, the worship is difficult. It is so, so obvious. Sometimes you, uh, you smell these filthy stenches in the worship. Why? Because that kind of people came to worship. But, but after the season... Those kind of people will no longer stand in holy church. Only the people who can touch the holiness will be able to worship him. Those people who are not holy, if they touch the worship, then they will die instantly. This is the image of Old Testament, right? And Paul said all this image of Old Testament practically in 2 Corinthians 3.16. Those who will contaminate the temple will be destroyed. This temple is referring to your inner temple, but it is also referring to God's temple. If you contaminate his temple, he will destroy you. And you don't know, you don't understand why your life is ruined. Because you have ruined God's temple. You are keep bringing all those stenches, stains from the world into the church. That's the reason why you are failing to listen to the word. So you even you even doze off. You even having uh, you even have weird thoughts. So in this next season, these kind of people cannot stand this holy worship. You are, and we are preparing his glory, right? We are preparing his glorious return. And if you fail to prepare his glorious return, we should go into the darkness. Decision of this season will come before you soon. So be aware, be alert. Do not soak yourself deeply into the world. Do not think, oh, well, eventually I will do. No. Do not think that, oh, I will go to heaven if I live like this. No. No, you cannot go because heaven is the place that it will come to you. It's not the place that you will go. Be alert. Does your arm hurt? Should we finish? Uh, where are we? Let's finish at least until verse 7. Verse 6. Verse 6 and 7. Let's begin talking about the judgment of Samaria. Judgment of Judah will um, appear later. Therefore, I will make Samaria a heap of rubble, a place for planting vineyards. What, what does this mean? It does not mean that it will be a great place. But it means that this the Samaria will be a place that man can no longer live in. And I will pour her stones into the valley. It means that he will make gravestones and lay bare her foundation. So the enemy soldiers will come, enemy troops will come to Samaria. These pagans um, come, will come and destroy Samaria. So after then Samaria, there appears lots of people who, uh, whose um, genealogy is mixed with the pagans. 
and they were God's people. They are God's people. And God, how, how seriously, how ruthlessly is God judging them? And, and from God's judgment, we need to see that God had enough uh, persuasion of love before that um, judgment. In your life, if God's judgment comes, you should not blame him. Until that time, God, God had his persuasion of love until that time. I'm, not, I'm sure that there are not many of you who will see his judgment like that, but God is keep persuading you with his love. My loving children, do not live like that. Holy Spirit is keep telling you, do not choose darkness like that. God is persuading you more than enough, more than perfectly. And because you've been rejecting his persuasion until now, so what's the reason why these parents in this generation are just giving, giving the allowance to the children? Because they don't know how to love their children well. They only think that it is enough for, for them to just give them money. So one of the most popular uh, corners in the department stores are the toy, toy corners. They think that money can, be, uh, can buy the love. But God is not like that. God is keep persuading you with love. And his judgment is righteous. All of you who are sitting here, I believe that you will not go into that kind of judgment. But if you keep reject his persuasion and if you keep live in the world, you will meet this time eventually. Do not think that your spirituality will be laid in this, this, um, this future. During Easter, I preached upon John 11. God is keep talking about the present. Mary and Martha is keep talking about the past and the future. If you are not meeting God right now, you are keep talking about the past, saying that, oh, it was good back then, and you keep saying, oh, it will, be, it will be better later, it will be better later. This is your reality. The one who are meeting God right now will surely say, Lord, I am happy living with you right now. Lord, I am seeing your glory. Lord, I am um, bold to live by faith. But saying that, oh, Lord, it will get better, and saying, oh, it was good back then, and it's meaningless to say about the past and the future. What? So, ego Amy, I am who I am. You should meet the Lord right now. He is the eternal present. He is keep coming to you. You should receive him right now. You should break your own world and receive that right now. Let go of your own thought and receive his thoughts. Let go of your my own method and receive my receive his methods. Amen. Open, open your heart. Verse seven. After verse seven, um, we will pray. At least, at least on this first night, we should confirm our salvation, right? If you have confirmed your salvation, you can go. After conference, what, what if you die after the conference? You should confirm your salvation at least. 
Verse 7. Mm. All her idols will be broken to pieces. So idols in, in Old Testament, I said this in Hosea, idols, it means the lifestyle of the pagans back then, the Gentiles. So when you hear the word idol in the Old Testament back then, uh, you should uh, naturally think, oh, it was a lifestyle of the Gentiles. So in, in our terminology, it's spirit of the world. So in this time, in this time, all the methods and the ways of Babylon that exist right now is all about idolatry. For example, if you love the money, that money will become uh, miraculously a devil that's called Mammon. If you love money instead of God, then it will become a devil. Sports that you like is all the method of idolatry. All the lifestyle of this world is about idolatry. Idolatry back then, right now, has same spiritual um, principles. So what's the core message of um, corruption of idolatry of Israel? It's about the, the abundance. Baal is about abundance, Malcolm, Asher, all the idols about uh, that they served back then is about the, the abundance. But who gives abundance to, to Israelites? Yahweh. Yahweh is the one who gives the fertility and abundance. But because they receive the world, they serve all the other idols. And later appears... What's the core thing that Israelites had when they are serving the idols was Lachish, which appears in verse 13. Lachish, Lachish is the, um, the sin of daughter Zion begin, where the sin of daughter Zion begin. In order to have the power, they live. So why do they need the, the idol or the God of abundance? Because they need power. Why do they need power? Because having the power is the lifestyle of Babylon. Where is Babylon? Babylon is a place where they serve the power. Why do you need money? Without money, you will be oppressed. Why should you study? Because if you are uneducated, illiterate, you will be oppressed. What would you do after you study? You will go into the center, the center part of Babylon. But Bible is saying the complete opposite. The ones who are being kicked out of the very center part of Babylon, they are the remnants. So, so kingdom of God and kingdom of the world has a complete opposite direction. So the idols is all about bowing down to the gods of abundance, God of fertilities, and it's, it's directly choosing the lifestyle of Babylon. Just as Habakkuk is saying, it's all about five desires of, of the world. Um, desire of security, desire of possession, desire of honor and fame, desire of accomplishment, desire of idolatry. So idolatry is all about the conclusion of, of the desires. If you still have desire of abundance in your life, you are not serving God. 
Those of you, you are not meeting God. You, idol, you idolize your own desire, but you are still calling that as Yahweh. But that is Baal, not Yahweh. There are many of you who are still serving Baal. Or whether it's Asherah. Whatever it is. You are serving God of fertility. We will go before God's throne one day. When you say that, oh, I have served God. God will say, no, I have no relationship with you. This is the end of people who have served the world. So that's the reason why I have said so much in Zoe ministry about Babylon. I'm not saying that we should try hard. I'm saying that when God's spirit will come into you, you will never be able to live like that. You will ever be able to bow before the God of abundance. So if you still go to church and if you still allow your greed to be raised, if you still say God, God, but God will become Baal in in you know in a moment. Baal is a little better, but later it will become a household idol. Driving. So you keep seeking something that, that is mine, mine. You cannot see others. You should, you fail to have a wider scale. It is impossible for you to share something to others. It is impossible for you to devote yourself to God because God became a household idol. So your scale has been completely shut. God is a, a grand God. He is such a big God, great God. In, in uh, Chronicles, First Chronicles, um, David said he offered 102.3 tons of gold. He said, "I thanks to the Lord who gave me the heart to offer." You should at least have a scale like that. If you meet God in the right way, you will become like that. Amen. Verse seven. All her temple gifts will be burned with fire. What does this mean? This is the um, payment of the prostitutes. All their desires to become abundant, serving the idols, will be meaningless before judgment of God. So, so these idols will be broken into pieces. So they have served these idols so much, desiring for the abundance, but they will be meaningless. There will be time to become meaningless. Our, our young adults, you need to know this clearly. Things that is not given by God will never be benefit to you in your life. It will eventually become a spirit that will pierce you. It will, it will become a standard that will ruin your life. So if you do not live by God and if you ask for something, then you should not do it like that. Abraham met God when he was 75. After 60 years, he entered into the glorification. What took him so long? What took him so long? Because he had so much own hope. He had own um, greed. Of course, God chose him and he kept meeting him. But because of his own greed and his own standard, he roamed his life around. And it took him so long to go into the glorification. And if you, just like you, if you have issue of salvation, it will become more difficult. I mean, if you have guarantee that you will live 130 years like Abraham, then it will be okay. But we don't have any guarantee that we could live like Abraham. So how difficult is this? 
So you need to confirm your salvation at least tonight. Let's continue. Since she gathered her gifts from the wage of prostitutes, as the wage, wages of prostitutes, they will again be used. They serve these idols of um, abundance, but all of them will be meaningless. So all the things, the life that are living by the things that are not given by God is all the same. Money that is not given by God, time that is not given by God, people that are not given by God. You will see eventually, you will clearly see the meaninglessness of the, of the life through that. So what matters is that God, and living by what is given by God, you will be able to enter into the glorification. Let's pray. <laughs> 